Good afternoon, K Tahoe AM and FM. It's time for the bright side with Alexis Robin. Hello, happy Monday. Happy good to, Monday. Good to be back in the studio and we're excited today. We're talking about the disciplined pursuit of rest. Discipline. You know, I had a whole conversation with somebody about discipline in different areas yesterday. Ooh, and it's not always a tell. fun thing. I mean, it's you. It's discipline can mean you know it's when you do something wrong, a consequence right. of a correction. Um, also, it discipline can just mean sticking with something, right? And that's what we're talking about today: is sticking with something. And um, it's like Fred Kaufman, who wrote Conscious Business, says, "What tastes good is not always good for us, <laughs> or what feels good is not always good for us." And so, you know, sometimes it feels good to be undisciplined, <laughs> and you know, but that's not always good for us. So, um, so yes, we we admit that there is there can be some pain in discipline. But, uh, but today we're, um, we're kind of playing off of the subtitle of the book Essentialism, which you've heard me talk about over and over the last few shows. And, um, and really I want to talk about rest. And, um, how I came up with the show today is, my husband and I, we both just spent a weekend away. It was very nice. We, um, my parents wanted to take the kids, so they took the kids for two days. God bless them. Yeah, it was great. Um, we had to drive quite a ways to get them there. So, you know, it was, uh, it wasn't like they picked them up here and <laughs> took them somewhere, but, um, but it was great. We, uh, we went up to Healdsburg and we stayed with a friend at a gorgeous home, um, that she was ha- house sitting for in a vineyard with a pool. I mean, it was just spectacular. Sweet setup. Um, but the nice thing was, is that we had some things planned that we wanted to do, but we had nothing scheduled. And so, um, the first night we were there, we had dinner with some dear friends, but it was very relaxing, very low pressure, um, and then the next morning we went for a bike ride. We, you know, we got to play outside a little bit, had lunch together, you know, but there was really no schedule for the day. We didn't have to be back by a certain time. We didn't have to do anything or see anyone later, um, except for the friend we were staying with who was, you know, happy to see us whenever we showed up. So it was just really nice to kind of have the mental rest of not having to rush to be somewhere or pick someone up at a certain time and get to play and, you know, kind of wake up when we woke up and, um, and it was really nice. So that was kind of the first thing that made me think about it. And of course, Arno said, you know, you should talk about people rejuvenating themselves on the show this week because, you know, that felt really good for us to do that. And then the second thing was, as well, we were lingering over our third cup of coffee, taking a luxurious breakfast yesterday, we were reading this article from Time Magazine this month um, about sleep. And you've heard me talk about sleep. I'm going to be your, you know, in your ear about sleep all year long. <laughs> this is not the last time you will hear it because this, the research coming out is just undeniable. And it's been a long time that people have thought, you know, sleep when you're dead. And um, sure enough, the research shows that if you don't sleep well, you'll be dead sooner than you think. So, so best to sleep, uh, sleep now and put that off for a little while. Um, but what, I mean... Why don't we rest? I mean, what do you think, Jen? Like, why do you think people don't rest? Um, honestly, it's I, I, we're overscheduled, probably, just from a, looking at it from a real logistics point of view. And I, we don't want to miss anything. I mean, it's the same reason we sit here with our phones. We've right. got our texting, our Facebook, our 
it, we have this strange, and I think you did a show on this. Yeah, the once. FOMO, the fear yeah. of missing out. Yeah, and it's, I think it has overtaken us in, in some ways. And there's also, I think in some cases, um, a sense of self-importance that right. if we are, you know, what will they do without me if I'm asleep? Or what will happen if I don't finish this tonight? Or, right. you know, I, I know I was in a mode of getting up at 3.45 so I could work out in the morning and my daughter finally said, I don't care if you work out in the afternoon. Yeah, I mean, so this this whole idea of having to accomplish everything that's, um, that's at least for women, the superwoman, the, yeah. we can have it all. Yeah. And, and that is, I'm just going to put it out there right now. Like that is a lie. You cannot have it all. Yeah. You cannot. And I mean, I think that you can have bits of it all and you can have it all at different times and different seasons of your life. So sometimes you can have, you know, all kinds of family time. Another time you can be head down and going nuts at work. But if you're going to try and pursue everything, you might as well pursue nothing because you'll never be able to do anything to a degree that you'll be super excited and proud of. Um, it, you know, and that's, that's kind of a bold statement, but I think that's the reality is that we have to choose mm -hmm. and, you know, you can lean into your job or you can lean into your family or you can do any of that, but you do have to choose and you have to make some, you know, hard choices in life and be disciplined about what you pursue and getting a good night's sleep and finding rest. You know, we're going to talk a little bit later in the show about the different kinds of rest. So it's not all about sleep. Um, but it's important. And some of the reasons why I've read that people don't get sleep or I've heard from my clients in my coaching um, job is that we, th we glorify being busy, right? We glorify working a 20-hour day. We glorify, you know, having such a big project. And like you said, this, uh, this self, um, what did you call it? A self importance. Yeah. Self importance yeah. where we think that we're so important. Like if I don't get this done, like the whole company's going to go down. And you know, here's the reality. Like I'm just going to say it. I love you, but you're not that important. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like we are not that important. And so, I mean, there are days where Jen and I realize at the last minute that I'm going to be out of town on Monday and it's like, okay, can I kill myself? Could we both come into the studio on Sunday and make the show happen? Well, you know what? We're not that important. So sometimes we just take a hiatus. <laughs> It's like, oops, that was great archives to pull from. Right, too. and we pull from an archive. But it's like there comes a point where you just have to say like, okay, let it go. And so the you know glorification of self-importance, the glorification of busy, this whole idea in the 80s that was hot, that was like lunch is for losers and, you know, sleep is for suckers and people who do more, lunch get more. Lunch is never for losers. The best <laughs> people love food. Right. So, um, so anyhow, I just, I think that we've gotten caught up in this. And, and I also think that there's a lot of companies who demand that we are doing a lot more. And, you know, I said this years ago when I started to see how much more companies were demanding from employees is like, look, you're doing the job. Now you're working 12 hours a day instead of eight. So now you're doing the job of one and a quarter or one and a half managers instead of one. So now they're like, oh, look how much we can get done with one manager. Mm -hmm. When really that's a job for one and a half managers. Mm -hmm. Now there are times in organizations where, you know, everybody has to double down and pull long days. That should not be the norm. Mm -hmm. That should be a, hey, we all got to kick in together and work really hard to get through this. And once we're through it, we'll go back to baseline. But we've never gone back to baseline. 
I mean, companies have cut layers of people and they've never gone back to baseline, which has resulted in people feeling responsible for producing, you know, one and a half to two people's amount of work each day. And I don't think that's healthy. So why should we rest? To survive. Right. To survive. <laughs> like this is the basic, if you get nothing else, like rest to survive. We're done. Right. So you don't you gain can- weight because I think lack of sleep goes hand in hand with gaining weight. Yeah. Actually, in the Time Magazine article um, this month, they talked about how the pancreas actually, sleep helps the pancreas to process the sugar out of our systems. And so when you think about how much added sugar there is in everything that we eat, like if you're eating processed food, I just challenge you for this week to look at every label that you eat and notice how many grams of sugar are on the label. Now, the World Health Organization had a... um, did a study and they were going to publish the study that basically said that we should have about nine grams of sugar a day. Well, you can look at any cliff bar and which I do love, but and find out there's 23 grams of sugar in that. So, um, apparently, and this is, um, and I don't know if this is true or not. So brackets up, but, um, apparently according to the new movie that's out fed up, which is all about sugar, you know, the U S basically threatened to pull funding. If we, um, if the, if the World Health Organization put that study out. Now that's kind of scary, right? So I've started looking. So my friend tells me this and I get the movie and I'm now looking at all the sugar in the food that I'm feeding to the family and it's horrifying. Mm-hmm. And so, and it's um, un- unsuspecting places. Oh yeah. I mean, in chips, it's like, that's my salty bust, right? Like that, I don't need sugar in my chips. I don't need sugar on my fries, McDonald's, like, you know, or in my burger. So, um, so anyway, that's a sidebar. <laughs> that's another show. That's a whole nother show. But, um, the point is the pancreas helps to process sugar out of our diet when we sleep. It also helps to mend our bones. Mm-hmm. So you think about people with bone density issues later in life. Uh, it helps to, um, protect from diseases like Alzheimer and cancer. Um, it helps to help our brain make new neural connections and pathways while we sleep. It helps our brain to catalog all the information that we've absorbed during the day. Now you heard last week's show, I talked about how we absorb five times more information today than we did 20 years ago. So imagine that if we're absorbing five times more information in the brain, we're sleeping, you know, three three hours less a night and expecting to get the same results. You know, how will we ever compete with anyone on any, in any continent, in any country, if we are walking around, you know, with our brains at half, you know, half power. So, um, so sleep really helps with that. It also helps, um, to, with weight loss, like you said. Um, and there's a couple more I'm forgetting. I had them written down, but I left the sheet at home. So those are, um, you can find more about that in that magazine from time this month. It's the one with the Apple watch on the front, which is also a pretty cool article. Um, but let's, so that's why we should get rest. That's why we should, you know, create a disciplined art of rest or disciplined pursuit of rest. But what types of rest are there and how do we get them, right? Because now that I've scared the pants off you and you're ready to go home and take a nap and, you know, quit your job in lieu of sleep, um, it's it's not that hard. So let's talk about the different types of rest and how you get it. So there are four different types of rest. And I found this on Baby Brown Fox uh, blog today. <laughs> the um, first one is emotional rest. The second is mental rest. The third third is physical rest and the fourth is sensory rest. So when you think about sensory rest, this is like as simple as closing your eyes. 
right? If you've been sitting in front of a computer for half an hour looking at the screen, they say you're supposed to turn away and walk away for 30 seconds, you know, so you can just close your eyes and you can turn your chair away for 30 seconds. Just try it today. One time, you know, if you could get used to that, we're in front of the screen all the time, all the time. Which, by the way, one of the reasons we don't sleep well is because we have so much screen time and it's starting to mess up our body's ability to tell when it's night and when it's day because the screens are so bright. That was fascinating, right? So, um, so sensory. So one, uh, a couple ways you can uh, take some sensory rest. One is to just close your eyes. You know, just take some deep breaths, close your eyes. The second is, you know, you see people on the airplanes with those noise canceling headphones. Just noise-canceling headphones. Just go put those suckers on and tune out. Or go find a silent place in the woods. Mm -hmm. Right? And then, of course, there's sensory deprivation tanks, which I've never tried but would love to someday. (laughs) So and not just supposed to uh, take all the sensory stuff away. It's I think we used to have one in town. I feel claustrophobic. I mean, that would be weird. I don't know. But, you know, that's why I give you more than one choice, right? (laughs) Just close your eyes if you're claustrophobic. Uh, the second one is physical rest. Now, the f- obvious physical rest is sleep, right? This is when our body goes to a physical rest. We lay in the bed and we get very, very still. And so, um, but physical rest is about regenerating our bodies, our bones, um, helping to process things. And anybody who works out or exercises, you know, you know that in, if you try to work out every single day, at one point you get diminishing returns. Mm-hmm. At one point you're just too tired. Your body can't keep up mm-hmm. and you're not actually helping yourself. You're harming yourself. And so you need to get those rest days in. And that can look like, you know, just laying down on the ground in doing like in yoga, they call it Shavasana or corpse pose where you just lay on the ground. And sometimes I'll be sitting in my desk after having a really hard workout in the morning and, you know, um, having a mentally tiring day. And I'll just say, you know, I'm just going to go lay on the floor for five minutes. And I just lay in this, um, Shavasana pose or just, you know, corpse pose on the floor. And it's amazing how it regenerates you to just take the weight off of your feet and your sit bones and everything and your back. And you just, evenly distributed on the floor. It's a great thing. You can curl up on the couch, right? A lot of us do that at night. We just kind of curl up in our cozy spot and, Mm -hmm. and rest that way. Mental rest. You can do, um, I have three ways that I suggest you try it. And I've, these are ways that I get my mental rest. And the first is an easy one. It's meditation. Now there are many ways of meditation. There's walking meditation. There's sitting meditation. There's, um, you know, hundreds of different things you can try. So feel free to Google what works for you. But even if you do, a, um, I download these little eight minute meditations on podcasts. I get them from all over the place. Dan Goldman makes some good ones and I just will sit with them for like eight minutes, seven minutes and listen, you know, and breathe. And sometimes I'll just sit quietly and breathe for five minutes. You can also play for some mental rest because oftentimes when we get into the mode of play, we're not thinking really hard. You know, we're having a good time. We're playing. And that is, that helps us create creative ideas, spark creative ideas. 
And then finally, um, dropping into that flow state that you've heard us talk about on other shows, um, which is the, the, um, chick set me high, uh, theory on what happens to us when we're leveraging our strengths and we drop into a place of, um, deep productivity with less effort. Mm-hmm. And so when you think about what you're really good at and you drop into that flow state, that will give your, um, brain a little rest as well. So um, that's some ways to get mental rest. And then finally, emotional rest. So emotional rest, I think the easiest way is to stay in our own circle of influence. So how many times, Jen, have you gotten emotionally tired worrying about something that's not in your circle of control or circle of influence? I, it, not as much as I used to. I've gotten pretty good at, I have enough in my own circle to concern myself with. <laughs> right. But yeah, no, it's, um, y- there are time we, you know, when you start drawing that circle, um, and I look at more of my circle of control mm-hmm. than yeah. influence more. Say it's pretty much. Yeah. What I can, thing. you know, we can sit and worry about things, although it may be people that are in my circle or, or people I love and care about. I can't control it. I can't fix it. Right. And uh, I'm getting much better at yeah. letting letting that go. Yeah. And I mean, we all do it, right? I mean, and if you don't, more power to you. Call me and tell me what your trick is because we all get entangled in other people's emotions. And in fact, there's even um, research now showing that the social brain, which is two brains working together or um, next to each other, if you sit across from somebody for two minutes in silence, keeping eye contact, that whoever has the strongest emotional energy at that time will actually dominate or transfer their emotional energy to you. Which it's is like a Vulcan mind meld or yeah, something. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy, right? We don't do it on purpose, like, I will make you happy, right? Or sad or angry. Oh, I try that. But that happens. You ever wonder when you walk in and you were in a great mood and all of a sudden you're like, you know, like that was so bad. Um, that's sometimes what happens is we get the transfer of other people's stuff, especially if you're high in empathy. You know, if you are a really empathic person, sometimes you have to go to great lengths to kind of cloak yourself from that kind of energy. And so um, staying in your own circle of influence, or as Jen called it, the circle of control, what can I control? If I can't control it, I don't need to be spending energy worrying about it. You know, and sometimes easier said than done. You know, sometimes we worry and it feels good to worry and wallow a little bit, but we, we care. We care, but it's, but you know, it's like take that energy and focus it on what you can control. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, so staying in that, um, circle of influence is good. And then sometimes if you're in a place of grieving or it's things are tough and it, you've just been feeling blue, you know, sometimes you have to get out of a funk and we have a great show on how to get out of your funk, um, from, I don't know, maybe a year and a half ago that's on our podcast, but you can listen to that. And there's all kinds of ways where you can break free of that funk and, you know, give yourself a little bit of emotional rest, yeah. um, from that kind of sadness, grieving, stress, what have you. So so the disciplined pursuit of rest, get some sleep, get a nap, lay down and meditate for five minutes, stay in your circle of control, your circle of influence, and start to be contributing, start contributing at your very highest level. Because if you are sleep deprived, they say if you pull if you pull one all nighter, staying awake 24 hours, or... Wait for it, because most people are like, I would never do that. Or 
if you sleep five hours or less, five nights in a row, that it is the equivalent of being a point one zero drug, drug alcohol level. I believe that. So point oh eight, you're getting a DUI if you've been drinking and you're a point oh eight. This is a point one zero. And you know what? Nobody's singing the praises of someone at work because they're drunk all the time. <laughs> right? Let's hope not. That's what, that's kind of a funny excerpt from essentialism um, in his chapter on sleep, but but that's the reality. So do yourself a favor. Stop glorifying busy, start glorifying rest, and go get some. I like that idea. Let's go. Let's go. Time for a nap. <laughs> All right. See you next Monday. That's right. Next Monday, same place, same time. And for more information, check us out at plinkcoachingcenter.com, the positivity link. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jen. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to The Bright Side with Alexis Robin here on K Tahoe.